Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labumba Pastors blog. I'm Musumba Jonathan. Today's lesson is a rebroadcast from my series in the Gospel of John. Its title is The Skeptical Disciple, and the text to begin is John chapter 1 from verse 43 to verse 46, which says this, The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Nathanael, who was also referred to as Bartholomew, is not described very much in the other three Gospels. But John records the way that Nathanael came to meet Jesus for the first time. It seems that Philip and Nathanael were close friends. When Philip meets Messiah, he eagerly seeks out Nathanael and invites him to come and meet him. Nathanael's reply is humorous and, I think, illustrative of some of our reactions to Jesus. Nathanael is highly skeptical of the claim Philip makes. He asks him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He is certainly not convinced just by Philip's word that Jesus was actually the Messiah. So Philip, Philip tells him to come and see for himself. Then this is what happens next. From verse 47 to 51, we read, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Tomorrow, we will discuss the significance of Jesus saying the disciples would see the angels descending and ascending on him. Today, I want us to focus on Nathanael's doubt and the way Philip and Jesus responded to it. First, notice that neither Philip nor Jesus responded to Nathanael's skepticism by getting offended or being angry. Something that is so unique about Jesus compared to other gods and religions is that Jesus never feared objections and attacks, nor did he demand blind faith when people came with questions. In the Middle Ages, questioning the Catholic Church's teaching could mean excommunication, imprisonment, or execution. Islam is similarly harsh to those who question its teachings. You will find that every system built on lies attacks anyone who questions it. The reason for that defensiveness is that it can't stand up under scrutiny. But things that are true do not mind such investigation. In fact, God actually encourages us to seek and find him. Philip tells Nathaniel not to just take his word for it. He says, come and you can decide for yourself what is true. Then Jesus reveals a bit of his power to Nathanael, first of all, by hinting that he knew what Nathanael had said to Philip about nothing good coming from Nazareth. Jesus says, An Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. 
Nathaniel, Jesus is saying that Nathaniel spoke bluntly about what he truly thought. He didn't pretend to approach Christ with respect, when as yet he was unsure of who Jesus was. Nathaniel then asks Jesus how he knows him. Jesus proceeds to reveal more of his power by saying that he knew where Nathaniel was before Philip came to him. How does Nathaniel respond? He says, You are the Son of God. There can be two types of questioners, the skeptic or the cynic. The difference between a cynic and a skeptic is that when a skeptic receives proof of what he doubts, he will believe. But a cynic can always find some other question to ask in spite of all the evidence he's been given to believe. Nathaniel was a skeptic, and Jesus didn't rebuke his skepticism. He actually applauded him for being honest. The Jewish leaders demonstrate what it is to be a cynic. The story of the healing of the blind man in John chapter 9 gives us a good example of this behavior. Let's look at verses 16 to 20 and then verse 24 to 30 of John chapter 9. It says, Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? The blind man responded, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. The blind man points out the obvious thing to the Jews here. Who has power to open the eyes of the blind except God? First, the Jews don't believe the blind man was actually ever blind. Then, when it is proven to them that he really was born blind, they seek some other reason to justify rejecting Jesus. It is the same as when they accuse Jesus of using Satan's power to cast out demons. They found any number of, any number of bad excuses not to believe because the truth was, they just didn't want to believe. Friends, God doesn't mind our questioning and seeking. The greatest students of Scripture are those who have diligently studied it, questioned it, reasoned it out, and most importantly, believed it by faith. When they came across what appeared to their human understanding to be a contradiction, they sought for the answer. You will find God always gives an answer to those who seek Him, believing what He says is true. God doesn't mind our questions. Are we willing to accept his answers? 
God bless you all.